David Gilraith from the three. 25, 30, 35, it's Doug midfield. A chance to return the opening kickoff for six. He'll take it to the house. It's blocked unbelievably. Wisconsin with a chance to pounce. Touchdown Badgers. Unbelievable. Simply shocking. Stanford. Touchdown. It's time for the best after party in the state. This is the Wisconsin College Game Day Post Game Show. For the 21st straight season, the Wisconsin Badgers are bowl eligible. What a game that was. Snoozer in the first half. But they got it done. 15-14 Wisconsin over Nebraska. Their sixth win of the season. So the Wisconsin Badgers, among all odds, I mean, that was a weird game. Only lead of the game with 35 seconds left. The Badgers pull it off. Now 6-5 and five on the season with one game remaining. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, the post-game show. We are, of course, presented by Coors Light, which is the only beer that is literally made to chill. When you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that is as cold as the Rocky Mountains, cold-filtered, cold-lagered, and cold-packaged for peak refreshment. When the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that is crush a Coors Light 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We are live at Domins at Hawk Landing. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo. And Badgers legend, the greatest punter to ever come through the University of Wisconsin, the great Brad Norman with us as well. And Brad, as I do each and every week, I let you open it up with your opening statement. But before we do that, I might, I must just uh, chime in with something you said when Graham Mertz scored that final touchdown, and that would be that you are a huge fan of the QB sneak. Uh, big fan, big believer in the QB sneak. Look, I think if you need one or two yards, I don't know a better play than the QB sneak. Now, it might not be sexy, and it might not be exciting, but, but darn it, you're going to get you a yard. Yeah. And Graham Mertz showed how to do that. And I was actually talking to some, this is a little inside info, I was talking to a little some quarterbacks from my playing days, and it's pretty amazing, the good ones, right, the Tom Brady's of the world, not to dive right into Wait, hold on a minute. Did you talk to Tom Brady? I didn't talk to Tom Brady. I heard from guys that have played with Tom ah, Brady. This is his okay. mentality. You know, he's the king of the QB sneak. So I felt Graham Mertz, <laughs> just, he, he, was, he was Tom Brady out there, some might say, at least in that moment. Yeah, I don't know about that. For um, one specific play, he was. For yeah, one specific I, I, I'm with Brad here. But, but you have, you have a non-verbal um, communication that you give to your center. It's, it's almost an unstoppable play, right, if you're trying to get one yard. If they, if they take the D tackles and they bring them in, you tap your guard and you go just off of his right or his left. If it's open, you just fall forward. It's on a silent count, so you get the jump off the ball. They don't. I think it's a perfect play for one call, for one yard, and, um, and we called it. I thought, I thought it was the right play. I feel a collective sigh of relief, to be quite honest. This whole year we were wondering, is bowl eligibility even possible? Is this streak that is one of the things that characterizes Wisconsin football of consistency that even in our worst years we still make a bowl game, that that is our floor? And that was in jeopardy quite a few times oh, this year. Sure was. And I, there was, I didn't think we were going to walk away with the win today, to be I quite honest. Um, so I'm, I have a collective sigh of relief right now that I can put my head on the pillow tonight and sleep soundly, knowing that the Wisconsin Badgers, Bowl Street continues at 21. Bowl eligible, baby, are the Wisconsin Badgers. And look, this has been, we talked about it a bit in the pregame show, but this has been such a wacky year, right? I mean, obviously, you start the way you do, you lose to Washington State, and 
uh, you, you know, you blow out New Mexico State, great way to come back, and then you lose to Illinois, and uh, Paul Christ has shown the door, and you thought, oh boy, this this might be a long year, and it certainly has been, but overall, this team's bowl eligible. They win their sixth game of the year, and they are alive. Colin Russo, what a game that was, uh, um, uh, you know, among your naps, the many naps you took there, right? Uh, as we all may have during that game. The Badgers somehow find a way to pull it out. That game was ugly. That game, I didn't think we played really good football at all offensively. I thought there was a lot of mistakes, and especially with coaching, too. Braylon Allen should not have gotten 18 carries today. I thought that was a major mistake. He was definitely not healthy. He was battered. He was rammed around. He was not 100%. And ultimately, if you're in this game, like Ches Malusi got 21 carries. Garendo should get more than nine carries if you're in this situation this game. That was the first thing I'll say. I thought that was a major problem. Allen, hopefully he's okay. I know he went down with a lower leg injury. We'll see. Ultimately, though, this game, how about Isaac Garendo? I thought that was the play of the game. Throw the game by Graham Murphy, oh, yeah. that 27-yard mm-hmm. reception. Beautiful to put catch. them in, inside the 10 with uh, about under two minutes to go. Yeah. That was the play of the game for me. Won them. Put them in position to take the lead. They were down five points. No field goal range. You needed a big play. Isaac Garendo, he's a spark plug for this team. Player of the game for me. Definitely thought he showed up when he's asked upon. And ultimately, like, there's some coaching problems, yeah. I mean, uh, some coaching mistakes they made throughout the game. Uh, Herbig, obviously a couple boneheaded yeah. plays. Yeah, now you're gonna miss him for the, yeah. You're going to miss him for the first half of next week. you got to hope that they're going to be ready. You have no idea what's going on with Braylon Allen. Throwing the ball, I wouldn't say it was great today. Mertz had a couple nice – second half, Mertz had a couple nice throws. He had that third and 13 incompletion to Shamir Adike. That was actually a pretty – that was a pretty great throw. Wasn't a great catch. but uh, And then you had that perfect play to uh, Isaac Rendo, that 30-yard completion. So Mertz played better in the second half. That interception he had in the first half, god-awful. Awful. One of the worst throws I've ever seen him throw. But uh, ultimately, you got to be happy. Does it even make the Mount Rushmore? Because he's made a lot of bad That was a really bad one. <laughs> I don't know that bad. it even makes the Mount Rushmore. It was bad by all means. Yeah. but Graham Mertz, the king of touch, pa- touch passes. And yeah, for true. better or worse, like <laughs> he lives by it and he dies by it. Like it, Those touch passes, he rarely, very rarely bullets it in. But uh, he showed some guts today. They stuck with him. Uh, they didn't necessarily shy away from the run. They only threw 18 passes today. Not They didn't complete it at a high percentage. But uh, he went 8 of 18. But uh, they, they ran the ball pretty solidly, and uh, they made plays when it mattered, held the defense, did what they were supposed to do, held a team that was not better than them to only 14 points, and you got to take what you can get. I think that's what characterizes the game a bit, is we did everything we could do to lose this game. Totally. Right? In the first three quarters, and even a little bit in the fourth quarter, we did everything we could do to lose this game. Right, Herbig with, getting, with being ejected with the targeting, the interceptions. I felt like we were forcing Braylon Allen. He was clearly injured. Yeah. He's clearly beaten up. And then when Malusi and Grendo ran, they looked and great. I, I thought looked they looked fresh. really solid. I but, thought they looked really solid. But we really didn't ride them until the second half. But man, no. when it when it needed to happen on the defensive and offensive side, even special teams. Yeah, I thought um, Vunavich had a great punt there yeah. to push him back. We we get it. How about that? A little punter plug. Why not? <laughs> Only Brad Norman That's would right. get the punters. For That's right. I Put that it. in the first segment. First right? segment. I love that. That's right. So I, we, we did what we needed to do to end up winning the game. Very timely. We haven't been a very timely team no. this whole year. If no. anything, we blow it late. Right? Second half, third quarter especially, we blow it. We didn't do it here. We actually came to play when we needed to. No doubt about it. Colin Russo, Alex Strofe, Brad Norton with you. It is ESPN Wisconsin College game day as the Badgers roll over Nebraska 
They led the game for 35 seconds, but that's all that matters. Hey, little uh, little change to the post-game show today. We're on live with you just on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. You may be listening to the replay later in the day on 100.5 ESPN Madison, but the phone line changes, so if you want to get in, I imagine you're feeling pretty good, Badgers fan. Hit us with how you're feeling. 800-990-3776 is the phone number again. 800-990-3776. Your way in on the Old National Bank talk and text line. Get old with Old National Bank. Want to hear from you as we're with you till 4.15 tonight. Uh, at, we are live at Domins at Hawks Landing in Verona. Wonderful location. We're looking out at the lake outside. It's Terrific just beautiful. View. I was telling view. Brad walking in. Like, you don't get much view, many views like this no. in, in, in best, Wisconsin. Best view of the season for us, for sure. Oh, for yeah. sure. I mean, it is gorgeous out here. Fresh layer of snow. I mean, it is just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous view on a gorgeous day for a gorgeous victory for the gorgeous Wisconsin Badgers. How's that for That's a sentence? beautiful. Thank you. you maybe gorgeous, you would say? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. gorgeous. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My mistake. Good. All good. All good. Uh, so, Graham Mertz, up and down game. It's been an up, around, up and down career for him as the quarterback of the Wisconsin Badgers. But as you alluded to just a bit ago, Colin, I mean, this was an ultimate up and down game for the quarterback, Graham totally. Mertz. We were getting tweets during the game saying to pull him. Uh, we were getting, uh, I got a text that said, we cannot trust Graham Mertz anymore. Let's try Miles Burkett. There was a point in the second quarter I was completely like, you know what, we needed a change of pace, but they stuck with him, so credit to them. Uh, Nick Herbeck, let's get into that. Uh, had a targeting call, got yep. ejected from the game, will be out for the first half against Minnesota next week. And just a few minutes after that, he gets called for excessive celebration, coming onto the field without a helmet on, celebrating a, uh, a, a touchdown for the Badgers. So a couple boneheaded mistakes by, by Nick Herbig, the best player on the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, and they will be without him uh, for the first half of Senior Day next week, which stinks for him. Yeah, yeah that's another good point. I didn't even think about Senior Day. But from a leader perspective, you could talk all you want to the Cows come home about the rule. The rule is the rule is stupid. You should not be. You should not have those four quarters missed when you actually get called for that targeting play. Punishing him for next week is a waste of time, in my opinion. But the actual call itself, it looked like he tried to avoid a little bit, but he did make direct contact with the helmet. It was kind of a. It was a high speed. It was a fast play. Like at some point, you got to understand where they're coming from. At least the the officials are. They're really cracking down on it. You could say what you want about the rule. The rule is stupid. But all that matters is. You got the Axe game next week, and you have your best player on the roster not playing. And you have no idea what's going on with Braylon, too. So if not, that's your second best player. If yeah. not, and then you have only Keanu with the top three who are actually going to be there for the first half of that game. So that's just a whole other issue. We'll probably get into that throughout the show. But as for Herbig, as your leader, you got to be better than that. He talked about earlier in the week about how he's going to will this team to get there. Well, you need to be on the field to do that. So uh, you got to give him a little, bit of, a little bit of crap there for how he handled that granted targeting call. You could say what you want about it. Truth is, it has happened, and he got called for it. So you got to avoid all costs you can being the leader of that defense. Uh, a little disappointed in him, but like, ultimately, he shouldn't be missing next week. The, the rule is stupid. I hate that rule. It, it happens so fast so out fast. there on the field. Every, right? time, where, every time it happens. Where you're, you're, going, you're going full speed, and then you try to hold up. Now, my... So I can't necessarily blame him for the targeting hit itself yeah. because it was super quick. It looked like he tried to pull away it, a no, little it did, bit. But he just and, made, and, yeah. and, but, he, but he did make contact, so it was the right call. If anything, you could just say, look, it's the quarterback running it. This guy isn't known for trying to make people miss. Yeah. So you should go in there knowing that. I think the call that is the rule for the, for the um, college football where you 
okay, you get ejected for that game. I can understand that. They're trying to do two things, right? They're trying to make the punishment so bad that they're trying to avoid guys being put in the situation where they target, right? Sure. Totally get that. To do it in the second half, and then you're out in yeah. the first half of the next game, I think that is the dumbest rule. That, that is, I mean, totally agree. Because the other thing of it is, look, if you're in a position where you're targeting somebody, maybe you've let your emotions get out of hand, right? So that's a way to pull you out of the game, settle you down a little bit, you're on timeout, you're done for the game, yeah. right? It's a week later when you're all of a sudden... You have all week to think about the play that you had over the week. They're going to chew you out for that regardless. That's but exactly missing right. Missing the next game. Oh, I mean, missing, missing the first half of the next game, way too high of a punishment in my opinion. And, you know, so I can't really blame them for that. I did think the personal foul penalty, look, it didn't come back and bite us much no, at all. Could've. However, it could have. And I think he just lost himself a little bit. I think he was frustrated. I think emotions yeah. were high from the penalty. I don't think he was thinking. And you need your leader to think, even if you're not in the game, especially then... You know, he was trying to cheer on his guys. I get it, but you just got to be thinking in that moment. Yeah. I just got off the phone with my guy at the T-shirt store. The uh, the Freedom Bowl Champions T-shirts will be ready at the end of our show today. Oh wow! 2022 Freedom Bowl Champion. Yeah. Is Freedom it, Freedom Trophy Champions. Is it Freedom Trophy or Freedom? I better Bowl? call my guy. Make sure we got the uh, yeah. The, the if he made an correct. issue there, yeah. What yeah. is what is that? Nine straight for us? Uh, yeah. Eight straight. Eight straight. Eight, eight, no, eight no in the series. Eight no in the series. Since this trophy was introduced, the Badgers have not lost it. Wow. It's what, not a rivalry. What are yeah. we doing? What a joke. Abolish the Freedom Trophy. It's, I mean, we're all for freedom here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Don't love, mistake us. We love freedom. <laughs> <laughs> but Wisconsin, Nebraska signifying freedom. It ain't a freaking rivalry. Uh, please no. enlighten us and call in if there's some sort of his, historical significance that I'm, that I'm missing. Well, I'll give you the phone number right off the top again. 800-990-3776. Your way into the show. Your thoughts on today's game. Your thoughts on Graham Mertz. And tell us why this is a rivalry, even though we know for a fact it's not. As we're with you until 4.15 this afternoon, breaking down the Badgers. 15-14 to 14 win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're brought to you in part by our friends at Liberty Station American Tavern and Smokehouse which is just not a barbecue restaurant. They've got fish fry, they've got walleye, they've got vegetarian options, and they have a menu that is sure to please everyone. Liberty Station smokes their meats daily with a 1,000-gallon custom smoker, giving you the freshest experience possible. Enjoy happy hour with daily discounts on both food and drinks at their large bar with 20 draft taps and multiple TVs to watch the big game. Liberty Station off the Beltline on Rimrock Road in Madison. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're live at Domids at Hawks Landing continue to hear from you continue to react to the badgers win all still ahead right here on 94.5 espn milwaukee and 100.5 espn madison post-game reaction continues next this is espn wisconsin college game day presented by coors light First and goal, Badgers, with 1.25 to go. TSPN Wisconsin College game day rolling on live from Domins at Hawk landing in Verona. Big win for the Badgers for the 21st straight season. They are bowl eligible with the win over Nebraska today. Big, big freedom trophy win. I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Colin Russo, Badgers legend Brad Nortman. As we celebrate, we party with one week left in the regular season. Guys, before, uh, before I tell you about Stoughton Trailers, got to hit you with a stat. Jim Leonard, 
four and two since taking over as the interim head coach. Hard to say he ain't ready for that job after another gutsy win today. I get that, but like we were like one play away from him being three and three and dropping one to Nebraska and Michigan State. So like I understand. I'm not trying to play the uh, Jim uh, Leonard fires squad, but like, are you ready to make the case he's not the guy? No, I'm not ready to make the case. I'm just ready. Like, what if we lost today? And then next game, hey, we're in a lot. What were those first two words you used? Oh, I understand. What if? <laughs> what if? Indeed, we're like one play away. Like, do you understand? Like, my my thinking is, we could have easily dropped the last three. We still might drop next week, and we might drop the last two or three. At that point, if you're Macintosh, you're doing a mm. process as well. Mm, okay, interesting. We'll get more into that in a second. But first, there is big trailers and big opportunities at Stoughton Trailers, and big just got even bigger with starting pay at Stoughton Trailers now eighteen dollars an hour and up. Hundreds of immediate openings in Evansville, Stoughton, and Broadhead for both first and second shift opportunities for open positions, which include assemblers, welders, forklift drivers, and more. Go to stojobs.com. That's S-T-O-Jobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. So how do we ask that question then, Colin? Because I, I want to ask about Jim Leonard. Sure. Is Jim Leonard the guy for the job, yes or no? I think that's an over... Are there any worries about... I mean, like. Are you ready to give Jim Leonard the job, I guess, is the way to put it? Yeah. Because like, I guess you could still not be ready and think he's the guy. Because I don't know if like we're ready to appoint him yet. Are you ready to appoint him the official, I am. unofficial head coach? I am. You're not? Honestly, I think he's going to get it, and I think it would probably help the program long term if he did get it. But I have questions. I think rightfully so. I think that, that, that loss to uh, Michigan State was a brutal loss. The Iowa loss was a brutal loss. That was brutal. The, today almost was one of the worst the worst loss of the year would have been if, if we dropped this game. It we, would have been. We, they, we played three and a half quarters of terrible football. So, like, to, to say that, like, we did, came in there and took care of business is simply not the case. We came in there and we got lucky against a team that oh, sucks when it matters. <laughs> <laughs> that, that team can't win a close game for the life of them. He so, was thinking about the word choice and then he just went with sucks. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, terrible. Awful. Well, they, no, they, they stick. no, please, Brad. No, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. No, I, I was thinking that, you know, if you would have told me in our post game that we're, you know, we'd be talking about how the fact that Wisconsin's bowl eligible now, sure. I would think I'd be feeling good. However, and I was going to ask you guys this, do you guys feel better? We all feel good that they're bowl eligible. They yes, won. Absolutely. Great. Do you feel better or worse than you felt this morning about this team? Worse. I, I feel mm. worse. Worse. I feel worse. I'm, I'm happy we won. Yeah. I feel worse, though. I feel neutral because I, 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 and I think you and I have different perspectives, obviously, you being a former player, me just being an idiot who talks on the radio. <laughs> I, I didn't think this was a good football team coming into this game. I don't think the weather helped at all in Nebraska. I heard, I heard Jim Leonard say during halftime the weather stunk, I believe were his exact words. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel a whole lot worse. I didn't think it was a very good football team coming in. We talked about it in the pregame show. I didn't think there'd be a lot of points scored today because neither of these teams have very good offenses. I thought Wisconsin's defense looked exactly like we've expected it to all year long. Um, there was maybe one, one or two questionable defensive plays for the Badgers today. But overall, I feel pretty neutral about how I felt about six hours ago about the Wisconsin Badgers. But you both feel worse. I feel worse because... We what, what were our score predictions coming into today? If, I, I said twenty three thirteen. Yeah, for those who didn't listen, most of us, I believe, all of us had us winning, had us yeah. winning by double digits, yep. had us scoring within the twenties or the thirties, because that's what we usually do to Nebraska. We usually wallop them. We usually run it all over them. They usually can't contain the run. Today, 
they completely they were a brick wall for three quarters. They, they played well, and especially their defense. Like we couldn't get anything going. Mertz was did his best to kind of make it work, but he completed eight passes all game. Had eighty yards passing. Like, like Braylon Allen. The, the running game was not terrific, I would not say. I mean, I would say Garendo had a couple plays, Malusi had a couple plays, and Allen maybe had, I think he had a nice 22-yard rush at some point. But ultimately, they played well. And we got, I think, I'm not going to call it a luck because we, we beat them and we got to stop, but we got lucky that they didn't capitalize when they could have. And there were a lot of opportunities when they could have. And it's Nebraska. We're lucky we're playing a team that stinks in big games. They stink in a close game. They, this is a team that lost to Northwestern if week one and then lost to Georgia, Georgia Southern two weeks later. Granted, new coach, sure. But the idea that like this is we should be happy or like feeling better, we're happy, but not feeling better about the win today, especially the team outlook. Going into next week, I'm nervous. You're not going to have Herbig for a half. You have no idea what's going on with Braylon Allen. Graham Mertz has not been able to stack a good game on top of each other, and I wouldn't even call today a good game. So you got to see if he can bounce back. You're losing two major leaders on this roster. I'm nervous. Are you nervous for next week, Brad? I'm nervous. Yes. I am nervous. I mean, to, to, to put more of like a bow on this game, look, Nebraska is one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. Worst. That's, that's not debatable. Every other, every other team wallops them. And so we went in and... I'm watching the game with relief that we won and having doubt most of the game that we'd actually be able to pull it yeah. off. I would have never thought I'd be sitting here and, and celebrating a huge Wisconsin win against Nebraska in the last seconds. I just never thought it'd come to that. So it's just a reflection of kind of where we're at the program. And sometimes maybe it just get the feeling that we are above and beyond these close games or being able to fall into an area of mediocrity in the Big Ten. And this just, just it shows where we're at. And this is a good wake-up call for, for the players, for the coaches, on, on how much work needs to be done yet to get to that place. Because other teams are starting to get ahead of us. And, and then leading forward for next week for Minnesota, my gosh, they have a, they're a team that has slowly built to be in a point where it's Certainly not elite Big Ten, no. but they're they have a winning record in the yeah. Big Ten. They're definitely good. They're, definitely a speed bump. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't look at our matchup next week and have a lot of optimism. I really don't. Particularly without her without her big for a half, I don't think Braylon Allen's coming back to play next week. Even if he can, he would not drag be himself on the field. Yeah, he would not be hundred. We're so much better going with Malusi and uh, and Garendo just because they're healthy. So I I think we're going to be underdogs next week. I can't remember when's the last time we were an underdog, home underdog yeah. to the Gophers. And been a long time. And that hurts and that hurts me to say. And that hurts me to say. Rightfully Go, so. Late in fourth quarter I mean late in the third quarter, about four thirty to go. They going up their touchdown to go up fourteen to three. I was I almost threw this game in the trash. I I, I, I we couldn't get anything going all game. Luckily we scored soon after and we didn't get the two point conversion. But ultimately we were we were sitting there and we're like they're going to lose to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And that was a sort of a disbelief comment. And here we are. We're lucky that we could say that they won 15-14. to 14. They were very great. They were they're very lucky to be in the position they were. And ultimately, they, were, they made a couple stops without her big, too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's credit to them. But you, you got a, a little bit of soul-searching with this team right now. You got to see what type of identity they're trying to put out in the field each week. You, the don't last, really know, you don't know what you're going to get. The last 10 minutes, they do deserve credit because they – they, gotta they manned up. They manned up and did what they sure. needed to do. But we got a long way to go, and I'm not optimistic for next week.
You're not optimistic for Knicks? I'm not. I don't think you should be. Minnesota's a pretty good football team. But, hey, at least it's at Camp we Randall. Got, we got, got our bowl game. We got our bowl game. Yeah. And you got the bowl game. You got the win when you needed it. You UConn, got six wins Wisconsin. in the season. <laughs> you, you feeling better or worse about the Badgers after today's 15-14 win over Nebraska? Is Jim Leonard the guy? Are you having some doubts like Colin Russo is? Hit us up on the old National Bank Talk and text line, 800-990-3776. That's 800-990-ESPN is your way into the show on the old National Bank Talk and text line. Uh, you can also get at us on Twitter, at ESPN Milwaukee, at Alex underscore Strofe, at Colin Russo 7, and at Brad Nortmanisms, which is my favorite Twitter handle. <laughs> Brad Nortmanisms. We'll get some more Nortmanisms rolling in just a few minutes. But first, winners. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Highest payout percentage in the area. Home of the smoke-free slots. And uh, they're open all weekend long. They open Friday morning. They don't close again until 2 a.m. on Monday morning. Over $110 million in jackpots have been paid out this year at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. So what are you waiting for? Go be a winner like the Wisconsin Badgers at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, Brad Norton back with you after this as we continue to react. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day live from Domins. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day presented by Coors Light. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. Up right now. Let's party! The Badgers are bullbound for the 21st straight season after a win over Nebraska today. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, the post-game show. We were live at Domins at Hawk Landing in Verona, having the time of our life. This is a, just such a beautiful view. We're looking at the lake and uh, the snow-covered golf course behind us. Just beautiful. Got a got a nice meal on the way too. I'm having the time of my life as the Badgers win in a sloppy one today, but a win's a win, as they say in the biz. I'm Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, Badgers legend, the greatest punter to ever walk the face of the earth. Brad Nortman with us as well as we continue to react. I, I, I need to tell you guys what Jim Leonard said in his post game press conference that might take you back a little bit. I'll get to that in a second. First. I'm going to tell you how you can save money and save the planet, and it is simple. All you got to do is ditch your energy bill and make the switch over to Everlight Solar. Electricity prices, will those just keep arising. And Everlight Solar will give you the chance to take ownership of your power while also reducing your carbon footprint. As a local company based out of Madison, they'll be with you every step of the way as you make the switch to solar. To learn more about how you can save money and save the planet, check out everlightsolar.com. All right, so... According to Jeff Patrikas of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Jim Leonard, after the game, said, Yes, we contemplated a quarterback change to Chase Wolf during the game. Oh, boy. I'm for it. I was for it. Did anybody see how Graham was playing? Not well was the answer. Horrible. Horrible. He turned it around. And you know what? That's a testament to the coaching staff and to Graham, too, for sticking with it and being able to churn out a win. I was at a point. Get somebody else in there, Burkett, Wolf, whoever. We need to change a pace. Why not? And you know what? It worked out. You have no idea what would happen. But the fact that they considered that tells me that they're being a little more critical of Graham, and especially Leonard is, because you don't know how he's going to treat Graham once the season ends and how they're going to kind of look at the quarterback position. 
fascinating that they actually considered it. He gone. And we'll see. I'm actually encouraged to hear that. Yeah. Because it means that they're taking a good hard look at the position that you want to pull the least. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to pull your quarterback. You don't want to pull him and, and lure, lower his confidence or um, you know question the leadership of who's the offensive leaders. So to even say that to the media afterward is just saying, hey, everybody's under the mo- microscope, me included, Graham included, and we have to make the hard decisions. It, it gives me encouragement that Coach Leonard is willing to make the hard decisions and not just go with what's easy and what is the path of least resistance. So I think that it needed to be addressed. I mean, it was it was a terrible first half. Terrible. Graham Mertz. Very and bad. I will say, though, about Graham Mertz. Here we go. Th- and this is just a little bit of I, optimistic I'm view. Here I'm we go. Oh, yeah, you, know you are. That's I'm okay. I will say this, and I have to give Mertz credit for this. The dude hasn't complained. Nope. He hasn't blamed anybody else, and he's tough. Because he takes hits, and like so, physically he's tough. Emotionally, and maybe a maturity level, he's taken the criticism. He heard that. I'm sure he heard that. That hey, we're thinking about benching you. We're thinking about putting in your backup. And he still was able to keep his composure to a certain extent, make the plays that needed to be made. And so I, I have to give him some credit for that because he has shown his toughness through and through. However. Yes, he should be evaluated, and he, and he should be considered to be pulled. I think another thing, you could tell me probably from a player perspective as well, I thought something that's interesting is the fact that he's saying that to the media in a game where he didn't pull Graham, it kind of lets the because all the team's going to see that, it lets the team know that, like, hey, he might be your leader, but we're going to do anything we can to win. And that just means anybody, be ready, be ready to roll, and your job is not safe. It kind of keeps people on their toes a little bit. Maybe you could tell me from a player perspective, but I think that kind of levels everybody down a little bit to what we're trying to do here. From a view inside the locker room, it's a great question. From what is discussed inside the locker room to when it finally hits the media, there's a lag. There's a bit of a lag. This has been discussed for some time then. He doesn't just say this when he's first thinking about it to the media. Mm. This has already been discussed in the building. Players already have known it and felt it. Coaches have already talked about it. So anytime there's been something, even small or big, eventually it gets out and there's always a lag. So I'm saying that there's been discussions to potentially, I have no no inside information, just my experience on football teams, that there's been a discussion on this for some time now. He wouldn't just come out and say that to the media today if second half, halftime, oh, maybe we should do this. So, again, it goes goes back to my point that everybody's under the microscope. So just to push back on that, Brad, and I trust your insight a lot more than I trust mine because I don't have any, but (laughs) as at least from a player's back. Zero. No, zero. That's, that's That's a fact. But my my only way to push back on that is Jim Leonard's a first time head coach. He hasn't had to do you know he he never deals with the offense has never had to deal with the offense before. So for him to come out here and say this, I think maybe it was the first time they discussed it, right? Because what we've said all year with Graham Mertz and the, the decision whether or not to bench him is who's coming in the game then, right? Yeah. What's the next best option? So that would be my only my only rebuttal on that. But that's not to say you're incorrect. I, I just I'm thinking you know maybe he's handling this different than maybe a veteran like Paul Christ would. That's true. Hasn't Wolf been injured for some time? Yeah, so he maybe, was injured so, most of the year. So he had maybe, a leg injury. Maybe until now there wasn't a realistic backup. I think this not, is his third game back. Okay, if you're yeah. not ready to go with someone like Burkett, yeah. but. You know they've had discussions of Mertz might not for be sure. our guy, for and we sure. need to be ready for a plan to pull. And you uh, know they're going to be thinking about that all week, too. they got a big game coming up. They know they're going to want this game. Mertz hasn't really had a good game in a couple of weeks now, uh, especially last week today. I wouldn't call today a, a good game. I think he played no. serviceable. But uh, I think you could have had another quarterback in there, and he probably would have done near the same. But ultimately, you're thinking about this from the perspective of a player 
no job is safe. We are looking at everybody, and that is Jim Leonard, a defensive guy, saying, yeah, I'm taking a look at the offense. Yeah, there's some issues with the offense. And yeah, nobody's job, even the leader, is safe. And I like that. It kind of keeps players not only a little humbled a little bit, but it lets everybody compete. They know that there's a sense of, of moving and shifting for a team that's going to be, that offense is going to be wide open in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that, you know, the, the more time that goes by and the more you see this roster unfold, there, there just needs to be major changes made yeah. to it. And, you know, because we look and see we don't have the talent that we once did, or at least the way the talent should mesh together on no. the field. We, you and I were talking about this. We, every week it seems it comes up offensive coordinator are we calling timely plays is this working in with our skill sets yeah you know i, I don't see a, a ton of um continuity or and thought and rhythm that goes into it we've we've rarely had offensive rhythm and when we do it's against a terrible team so there's just a lot of answers that need to be addressed and um and discovered and that, this is a big one a lot of questions that need answers yes what you're looking for yeah there. that's right i'm getting all excited yeah, you are all excited. all excited why wouldn't you be 21st year in a row that's true that's like Colin Russo's entire life the Badgers have been in a bowl game. I don't game. think I've been around the last time they were. I don't think I was 2001. around. Yeah, I wasn't around. Oh, my good Lord. You make me feel old, and I'm not even old. Wasn't around, people. Planning any around. event can be stressful. So can working with Colin Russo. And time-consuming. <laughs> Planning <laughs> production <laughs> and performance. <laughs> Offered at Celebrations Entertainment is the best in the business. Award-winning DJs, photo booths, MCs, and a benefit auctioneer will be on your team to help create a lifetime of memories. To have your guests say it was the best party ever, visit CelebrationsEntertainment.com. That's CelebrationsEntertainment.com for the team at Celebrations Entertainment. All right, we got a jam-packed hour 15 as we're still hanging out with you until 4.15. We'll dive into some tweets of the game coming up next at 3.15. Heisman Trophy finalist, one of the greatest Badgers to ever don, the Cardinal in white, Monte Ball, will join us at 3.15 to break down this win. we got to do the drive of the game. we got to give out game balls. That's all still ahead as we roll on from Domins at Hawks Landing. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, presented by Coors Light. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day rolling on in your Saturday afternoon as the Badgers are bowl eligible for the 21st season in a row. Goodness gracious, is that exciting. It's been a, been a year full of turmoil with the Badgers. Find a way to get it done. I'm Alex Strofe with you alongside Colin Russo, Badgers legend Brad Nortman. We'll get to the uh, the trolls in a minute as we read some tweets of the game. I imagine Twitter was very calm today, if I had to take a guess. Of course. Expert analysis. Twitter was probably... Very calm. Jump around a tradition for your Wisconsin Badgers, and at Canopy Wealth Management, they also carry a long-standing tradition of working in the best interest of their clients every single day. Canopy is rooted in the community, which is why they partner with Gildas Club, the Madison Capitals, kids from Wisconsin, and JDRF. They're a fiduciary, which means they strive to work in the best interest of their clients, providing you with the tools and resources you need to achieve your goals. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with Canopy Wealth Management today. All right, let's see what the trolls were saying. It's time for the tweets of the game. Fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Let's yeah. see what the trolls were saying. Here are today's tweets of the game on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 
Always a fun segment. DJ Stanek, our producer, back at the Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Studios in Milwaukee. Was watching Twitter like a hawk. Hawk's Landing. We're at Ooh. Domins at Hawk's Landing. See oh, what yeah. I did there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Watching Twitter like a hawk. He's going to read us some of the uh, the most outrageous, funniest, weirdest tweets he saw today. We'll give him a thumbs up or a thumbs down. DJ, go ahead. Uh, first of all, boys, it's it's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. Absolute yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Love that. Let's go ahead and start here. Um, Josh underscore Kunal. At Josh underscore Kunal says, oh, good. It's the red and white team against the red and white team. Hashtag Badgers, hashtag Nebraska, hashtag Big Ten football. All right. So we were actually talking about this on the air. It's a total thumbs up. It was the fourth quarter, and I was still confused which team was which. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, Brad Nortman, in fact, said to me off the air, we didn't need another white and red team in the conference. Wisconsin and Rutgers is enough. Big thumbs up to that. Indiana, too. Can't forget about them. Yeah, Yeah, no, that was a a battle with the uniforms today. Yeah, change it up. Change it up. Get some more colors in there. Get some, like, I don't know, some decal, something something to change. I agree. Too much much (laughs) red and white. Let's change it up. I like it. Thumbs up to it, too. Too much. Too much of the same thing. We, We need a little bit of differentiation between these teams. Give me some green. There's I, only one. What? One. We, we need a. Team? We need a. We need a black alternate jersey. I think that'd be really yes. cool. Yes. Yes. Basketball do. team got them. I and I and it looks awesome. It does. I, I think. I think a a blackout type of uh, football uniform combo would be awesome. I agree. Well, new the, equipment manager Nebraska Colin have, Russo. Doesn't Nebraska have a blackout type of football uniform as well as their third? So I'm, wouldn't that just kind of yeah. double the? I'm not brushed up on my uh, Nebraska football uniform trivia knowledge. I, I can totally know. see. I'm pretty sure they do. But anyway, <laughs> we should still get it anyway just for the fun of it. I we think. should have a home game where our black alternate, have a black when out. they come to us, is kind of a shot. Yeah, and like you a know, black, black shirts. Totally. Mm-hmm. You Mom. guys are losers. What's next, DJ? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter took a, a, a dark turn uh, during that first quarter of the game. Shocking. No. Mertz no throws way. an interception. <laughs> oh, Mertz terrible. throws an intercep- uh, interception. Nothing out of the ordinary. Just a regular Wisconsin football game. That tweet coming from uh, Comic Book Jack. Comic Book Jack. Shout out to him. Yeah, that's a thumbs up for me as well. Look, you know what you got with Graham Mertz. I, I think you can finally say that. I, maybe you've been able to say that all year. But you know what you're getting with Graham Mertz. And uh, you live by him, you die by him. And Mertz was thy savior tonight with the uh, quarterback sneak to win the game. So I, 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 don't know what you, I don't know what you do with that. But, I mean, I, I give the tweet a thumbs up. It's a thumbs-up tweet for me, too, Colin. We talk about this all the time now. It's a reoccurring thing. He only throws touch passes. Only throws and, touch passes. And when it's beautiful, and it when, like, the Garendo touch pass, mm. beautiful. Yep. But then he'll well, – I mean, the interception that was – there's no touch. There's no nothing to it. It was just kind of a duck in the air. But it, it either looks beautiful or it kills you. Yeah. And it's going to do both. Yeah, Mertz, he lives by the touch pass, and he also dies by yes, it as does. well. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give a thumbs-up to that. Graham Mertz – Throw a bullet in there once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Let's, hurt, let's hurt the receiver's hands, like yeah. you know, because of how fast it was. Once, once a game, and then we'll go from there. Just rifle one in there. All right, DJ, we got time for one more. All righty, boys. Last one. This one coming from at M B P M K E. Mike says, if the hashtag Badgers beat Minnesota next week, I'm really going to enjoy the heck out of the dad's root beer. Point St. Point St. Lucia Bowl or whatever they end up playing. 
Um, well, the good news is for Mike, uh, they can probably already get in the Port St. Lucia Bowl, which I don't think actually exists. They might. I don't know. Uh, what What is like the best case scenario bowl game wise for the Badgers at this for point? For a let's say they beat be Minnesota, seven, it would be a seven yeah. win team. Yeah. From what I've seen, it's Gasparilla that, or what? <laughs> it's that. Um, oh man, what was it? I was just looking at bowl rankings yesterday. It's that one in Arizona, and they're playing a. Um, a Big 12 team, and I've seen Oklahoma, I've seen Kansas. It's either that one or the quick lane one in Detroit against a MAC team, which okay. would just be a poetic hey, how, way to end the year. But right? speaking Play of poetic, it. how fun would Wisconsin-Kansas be? Leipold versus Leonard? That'd be fun. For the job. Yeah. For the job. Yeah. Winner of that would, game. That, 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 would be the, that would be the theme Mac, going into yeah. it. For the job. Call it the Badger Bowl. It's got a ring to it, right? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, also a thumbs up to that tweet as well. Good, yeah. good, good tweet decisions today, DJ. That's that was an impressive debut for you. Well done. Thanks, boss. Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not even going to say. Where are your manners, Mr. Stanek? ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day presented by Coors Light. When you need to refresh on game day, choose the beer that is as cold as the Rocky Mountains. Cold filtered, cold lagered, and cold packaged for peak refreshment when the mountains are blue. You know what to do, and that is crush a Coors Light. 2022 Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. We've still got a whole other hour of this thing to do as the Badgers are bowl eligible for the 21st consecutive year Badgers legend, another legend, who played with Brad Nortman, the great Monte Ball, will join us next. It's ESPN Wisconsin. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, presented by Coors Light.